Hey, I'm Nicole Ferraro, a contributing editor at Light Reading. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. This week on the show, we're talking with Light Reading's Alan Bresnik about the current state of cable companies. Alan recently wrote about the cable company Kojiko running tests of one-box small cells in preparation for its entrance into the wireless market. Alan's here to talk about Kojiko and other cable companies evolving their business models, what it all means, why it matters, and what's likely to happen next. Hey, Alan, thanks for being on the show. Happy to be on the show with you, Nicole. Thank you. So to start off, what's the story with Kojiko? Can you give us a bit of background on your recent story and how this move fits into the company's overall planned evolution? It's pretty interesting. What Kojiko is doing is um, they're testing a one-box solution for uh, backhaul, for wireless backhaul over their cable plant. So they're doing it in um, five different Quebec cities. Uh, They started about four months ago, and they're going to be doing it over the rest of the year. And what this one box does is it combines the power source and the radio transmission in one po- uh, compact unit. So it can, the box contains an L, uh, LTE small cell operating in the 3.5 gigahertz band, an industrial hardened DOCSIS 3.1 cable modem, and a surge protected power supply for the various devices that are in the box. Uh, what makes this significant is that it's uh, though Kojiko hasn't spelled out what their strategy is, is that it will allow them to get into the fixed wireless business in Quebec and basically expand the reach of their cable plant into areas that are not wired anymore, uh, and probably won't be wired. It's, it's interesting because it shows that Kojiko wants to get into the wireless business and they, they have a definite strategy. They've already applied for uh, federal government permission up here in Canada to do so. They're waiting to hear. They have this, what they're calling a hybrid proposal to do both wired and wireless service. Um, So even though the market, the wireless market here is pretty congested and has uh, three or four strong incumbents, they still see opportunity to um, get into the market and carve out some kind of niche for themselves. I think there is a niche for them to get into. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Uh, yeah. But if they can offer something that's cheaper than the Shaws and the Rogers and the Bells and the Telluses that offer up here, they, they may have an opportunity, particularly if they get into markets that are, don't have more than one other player in it. Um, and, they, and they can come in as a second provider um, and, Got it. And, and thereby undercut the pricing. And uh, also if they can feed off of their cable plant and take some of their cable operator, uh, subscribers and turn them into wireless subscribers, then it's it's all gravy for them. Um, so why do you, I, I believe this is a, a bit of a trend with cable companies. Um, what other companies have been making similar moves into the wireless space? What do you think the broader Im- industry implications are for for companies like Kojiko and others uh, looking to move into towards mobile? Well, what's interesting is in, in Canada and in Europe, it's pretty common for cable companies to be in the mobile business too. Um, but in the U.S., it's it's pretty it's a fairly new thing. Only in the mm-hmm. last couple of years have Comcast and Charter and now Altice started getting into the mobile business, getting into uh, 
into the wireless industry. And uh, probably the, the, the first company was Comcast. But now one of the interesting things is Charter's being very aggressive. And they're seeing a real opportunity with fixed wireless using 5G spectrum and CBRS spectrum to extend the reach of their cable plant and offer broadband and video service to areas that they actually can't reach with their cable plant. So with all of that in mind, what are you going to be keeping your eye on as far as Kojiko or the cable industry at large is concerned in the coming weeks and months? Anything in particular you'll be looking out for? It's going to be interesting to see what their play is in fixed wireless. I mean, uh, we know what Verizon's, uh, Verizon has ambitious plans for fixed wireless in the States, as does AT&T and uh, T-Mobile, but we don't know a lot about what the opportunity is for cable operators. Um, Charter seems to think that they have a real opportunity. We haven't heard much from the other cable players yet, so it'll be interesting to see how aggressively they pursue this, how successful they are at pursuing it, and what kind of market opportunity there is for that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Alan. I really look forward to keeping up with your stories on all of this. Thanks. Thank you so much, Alan Bresnik, for taking the time to talk with me today. We'll be keeping an eye out for all of your stories. Thank you also to our producer, Tian Fu, for making this episode, and thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share this episode with a colleague or friend, and subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. That's the story for now. We'll be back next week.